Disclaimer, this is for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Those who are truly seeking to get an understanding of scriptures from the Father and not their own understanding. We all have the free will to sow or reap our own choices. I am not here to teach, but to blow a trumpet on the things I have learned. If you are seeking teaching, please visit gatheringofchristchurch.org or GOCC on YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Shea Butter Therapy Podcast. This is your host, Shay, And I want to thank you guys so much because you could be anywhere in the world today. And you guys are here listening to your new Monday episode, which is titled Being Offended. Guys, I am really, really, really excited about this one because this is dear to home because this has been a personal struggle of my own. And I probably will touch like about five minutes on, you know, where mine is rooted from. But for now, we are going to jump right in to the music of the week. Y'all know, y'all know the girl loves to get into some tunes. Okay. Y'all know that I love to always use this platform to be able to share um, new music that is not just worldly music. Okay, so I want to make a disclaimer that I hereby declare that I do not own the rights to this music. Um, Well, I guess I didn't have to say this one because this is actually (laughs) someone I know that actually sent me this. So it's Akyahan. Okay, Um, this is a newly um, brother. I love his journey. It's also my husband. Um, So I was going to leave that out because I don't want to be biased. But um, he has done an amazing transition between going worldly and becoming a more holy artist, okay? So this song here is going to be called Anger, okay? And I think it's very fitting for the podcast title today. So we are going to go ahead and play it. Hey. In the maze, caught up in this world, built up with anger, don't know where to turn. Dear Father God, let's have it learn. Get down up on my knees, had to repent, forgive me for my sins. Father God, I won't do it again. Had to turn from the wickedness, cause the world Ay, is full of it. Wanna talk about the old me? Let's talk about the old me way back then. Hey, I was so young and dumb, and I was just a fool, and I was living in sin. Hey, spread rumors about me. about me. Let's meet up at the parking lot, but stop by the talking out. Let's go hit a walking out. Had a chain of rap, now I'm trying to walk home. I'm about to talk to I get wiggy, grab that black nigga, don't forget to blink it. People be shooting shots at the real one, verbally speaking, no, I'm not killing them. Nah. You don't like when I'm saying it, get rid of them. Heard em. your praise the time moves to the minimum. Heard you keep flipping side like an immigrant. Huh? Boy, you ain't no plug, you the middle man. Caught up in the maze, caught up in this world. Built up with anger, don't know where to turn. Dear Father God, let's have it learn. Get down up on my knees, had to repent, forgive me for my sins. Father God, I won't do it again. Listen, once again, that is Ak Yahan. The song is called called anger um please please don't forget that every single time i do a music of the week in the description on whatever platform that you're watching this podcast or you're listening to this podcast on i um, put the artist and the title of the song on there as well guys um i want to be able to once again um introduce people to 
music of different genres that are holy music that is not of this earthly worldly music that is really really tainting our minds um so i really liked the this first verse in this song because I feel like nowadays that is how this generation is wired to where if somebody says something to you crazy out of line, immediately people are fueled up. They want to go, you know, shoot. They want to go do all kinds of things. Actually, this morning, um, my husband showed me a video that's circulating around of like, you know, Cam Newton, I guess. And, you know, he was saying like, man, people are going to be like thinking that Cam Newton got beat up and he really didn't or that he got jumped and he was just trying to like you know, not promote that, you know, hatred, that black on black crime, you know what I mean? And I think that it takes a very humbling person um, to be able to be like, no, like, I'm not going to fight you. I don't have anything to prove to you. Um, so we're just going to try to distance ourselves. And I think a lot of people need to understand how, um, how um, impactful being offended can lead someone to do something so irrational off of emotions. Okay. So y'all know that we don't be playing no games no more. I'd be liking to just go ahead and jump right into it. Okay. So once again, this is being offended. And I want to share a quick little five minute um, backstory on my trauma with it. So um, I grew up um, in a situation to where I didn't have my dad and, um, you know, something that I'm not going to touch on because I have forgiven, I've moved on, um, happened to me very, very personal when I was little. And um, I always felt like because I was younger and I was very quiet and I never stood up for myself, that there hit a point in my life that I was like, I'm standing up for myself. I don't care. Like, you come at me crazy. You come at me the wrong way. I'm going to stand up for myself. You're not going to sit here and disrespect me in my face. Blase, 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 right? But it came to the point to where, you know, one of my bosses came to me one time and she was like, I feel like I can't deliver any kind of, you know, accountability to you without you taking it personal or you taking it some kind of way. Like, I feel like everything I tell you, you just, you know, you go off the hinges with it. And, you know, did she have some points to what she was saying? Yeah, she did. You know, I did take things personal, no matter what someone told me. and. I never knew that it was really rooted from my trauma, from me not being able to stand up for myself, that I went from being really, really quiet to being really, really vocal, being really, really loud, not understanding that I still need to take accountability for my actions. Even if someone does something wrong to me, it, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that I wound up learning was um, it's not necessarily about, you know, what someone does to you, but it's about how you react to it. And, you know, someone could come up to you, slapping you in the face, but if you take out a gun and you shoot them, like what you did was like over the top. No one's trying to take away from you the fact that they slapped you, like they provoked you. We get it. But, you know, are you that, you know, bent up on emotions or are, you know, the biggest thing, you know, we're going to talk about later is pride that you feel like you have to, you know, saying show somebody what you're working with. You get what I'm saying? So, um, that is ultimately where mine was rooted from. Mine is definitely rooted from the fact that I felt like I had to stand up for myself because I had let people disrespect me for too long. And, 
to where it was just, it was going so far left. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's something that you, you know, being offended, it just shows that you always have a point to prove. You always have to show people, oh, nah, you're not finna talk to me crazy or, or any kind of nonsense like that, right? So let's go ahead and get into it. So I always want to, I want to, you know, y'all heard me say this, this scripture before. It really truly is one of my favorite scriptures because I, something that I say to myself constantly all the time, especially if I'm in a situation to where, you know, I myself need to humble myself, right? Ephesians 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against um, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, okay? So I always want you guys to remember that. We don't, we're not ruling against cardinal, against flesh and blood. So it's not, it's not these physical bodies that we're in against each other. It is, it is spiritual. And I think I posted, you know, guys, please don't forget to follow Shea Butter Therapy on Instagram. Um, it's always um, there updates about when I'm dropping on the new podcast. There is all kinds of beneficial information there for you guys um, to basically keep you through the week, you know. But I just posted um, a post the other day on Instagram. And I had put on there that your light will irritate people's demons. And it will. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never understood this before. I never understood where you could go somewhere. You could be genuinely nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could, you know, kick it with everybody. I've always been a people pleaser. So I always know that I have been, you know, extremely nice to people. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that everybody's included. Everybody feels, you know, benefited. This and the third. Even if it meant, you know, throwing myself, you know, in the back. You know, I didn't need the spotlight or nothing like that, you know? And you would still have one person or two that just could not stand me, that did not like me, did just everything I did irritated the di living daylights out of them. Like, I worked at a job before, and don't get me wrong, they're cool, they're, you know, genuine, nice people, you know, but they had some, I, I you know, once I, when I worked there, I kind of understood it more because then I was a little bit deep into my faith, I was deeper into the truth, I was reading the word, and I kind of understood things from a different aspect that they were dealing with battles when they when they go home you know what i mean they were dealing they were dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare going on in their lives and although i prayed for them but i also distanced myself from them because you know um like scriptures say light has nothing to do with darkness like we are two separate things you know we shouldn't one shouldn't hang around the other and I remember one of my coworkers, you know, coming up to me, telling me like, Shay, um, so-and-so said that they believe that you think that you live in a fantasy world where everything's all happy and stickers and rainbows and glitters and lollipops. And I, you know, I just laughed, you know, the old me would have definitely gotten offended by that. Like what, you know what I'm saying? But I, I really did laugh because I was like, honestly, I have always been a really happy, optimistic person. I don't really see the point of being upset and miserable about certain things. Even before coming into the truth and I would get sad about stuff, it was always more so a private to myself kind of thing. It was never something that I tried to bring like a cloud around everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want, I wasn't the type of person that misery loves company type person. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, let me be in my little miserable bubble and then I'll come out, pop out and I'll, you know, be a happy little butterfly, you know? So anyways, let's move on. Um, how to know you are offended. So first and foremost, I wanted to go to um, Merriam-Webster's dic dictionary um, of the word offended. 
Um, this is actually offend, but it means to um, cinnamons are offended, offending, and offense. So basically, to transgress the moral or divine law, sin. Okay. I didn't put that definition there. That it can be something that that's the definition of offend. Okay. Another one is to violate a law or rule or to do wrong. You can offend against the law. Um, and then the sentence that goes with the to the first one to transgress the moral or divine law. It says, if it be a sin to covet honor, I am the most offending soul alive. So you can offend. Um, the next one is to cause dislike, anger, or vexation. Okay. So I think that all those definitions are, you know, when you go to someone and they feel offended, these are the things that they could be offended of. Things that you're telling them about, you know, correction, you know, saying that people could be offended about that. Um, and, and then also to, oh, I, I skipped one, guys. Um, it's just to cause difficulty, discomfort, or injury. So if you're telling someone something that is making them uncomfortable, something about correction, they feel like it's um, difficulty or discomfort or injury, right? So let me go on down. Um, steps identifying you being offended. And I got this from finds.life.church. Um, and it's how to know if you're the one who's easily offended. I want to read you the, the parts that I kind of like screenshotted. Um, it says a highway near my house merges from two lanes down to one lane. Because we drive this road daily, we know that the left lane will soon disappear and that we will need to stay put in the right lane. We always know when someone doesn't drive the road often because they stay in the lane illegally. The rule following people who just weren't paying attention merge right and give the universal wave for sorry as they inch their way in, in, folk, in front of a general local. The highway rebels choose another path. They accelerate rapidly, cross the double line, and eventually make their way over into the actual lane. We've seen those before. <laughs> this scenario causes many drivers to become uneasily offended. And guys, I'm, you know, not anymore. I don't try to let road rage get to me too much anymore, but every now and then I'll let it slip up. Like yesterday we were driving home um, from celebrating Perim, which is in the book of Esther. Um, and you know, a car like, you know, got behind, got over in front of us behind another car, figured that car wasn't going fast enough, got over, sped up, got over in front of the car that was in front of them just to turn off. And the turnoff was like literally less than a minute away. And in my, and I told my husband, I was like, why, what's the point of that? Like, why do you do that? You know what I mean? And I, that's, you know, when I read this article here, I was like, dang, like that's like, that's a step of being offended. I didn't know that. So it says this 100-yard stretch of highway has created quite a few disgruntled uh, drivers. I've even found myself annoyed by people who aren't paying attention. Do you ever feel that way? I have. Why do we easily get offended? Why in the world do we get so easily offended by the actions of others? To be easily offended means that we are resentful, annoyed, or even insulted because of the actions or words of others. The easily offended are often unhappy, unhappy, frequently complaining and amusing malicious intent instead of um, um, accumulating the facts. They tend to make mountains out of molehills and are considered high maintenance. Guys, listen, why were they talking so loud? <laughs> because, listen, when I read this, it gave me a reality check. 
it gave me a reality check about stuff. And I and, and don't get me wrong. Nowadays, I really do try to give the benefit of the doubt with a lot of things. Um, and I really do, you know, I'm going to talk about this one of these days, but you know, men and women, men are less emotional. And us as women, we try to turn men into, you know, well, why don't you feel the same way I feel about this situation? Like they're less emotional creatures. They don't react off of emotion. We are, we are swindled off of emotions. And one thing that I feel like makes uh, anyone powerful is being able to control your emotions and being offended is nothing but a ball of emotions. Okay. So I really try to work on you know, not being so easily offended. And I'm going to get into steps of how to do that later on before we end this podcast. Let's move on. So you guys can go to spearofinfluence360.com is where I got the rest of this from. So uh, these are two examples of something that is showing that you are easily offended. So one is we might react with pride, dismissing or rejecting a potential negative comment we may even feel it's unfair with an angry rebuttal or silent decision to avoid the speaker. Here's where taking offense as an aggressive coping me- mechanism, a way to avoid feeling other negative emotions. And one that I'm big on is avoiding the speaker. Now, for me, it's it's more so like I'm trying to nowadays let my emotion run out of the situation. Um, it used to be somebody would say something to me and I would kind of like just stay away from all, them altogether and feel some type of way about it, you know, and I just wouldn't say anything. I would just completely shut down. Now I'm getting better at that. I'm I'm getting better at allowing someone to have the power to control me physically how I feel emotionally. Like I, I'm I you don't have the power to make me go from happy to angrier to sad. I, I'm not I don't want someone to be able to do that. And I recently did this maybe like three, four weeks ago. Um, you know, the tone my, one of my, you know, bosses gave me, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I took it personal, you know, I got offended by it. Right. And no matter how much I went in the bathroom, I prayed, I breathed in and out, you know, count to 10. Um, I did all the steps that I do, you know, and it, you know, it used to be, I would just shut down. I wouldn't talk to the clients. I wouldn't nothing, you know? And I did the same thing I usually do to her. I wouldn't, I didn't speak to her. You know, she asked me a question I would answer, but it was very dry. And, you know, and I said, no, like never give someone that much power to be able to control you. You're always happy all the time. Never give someone the power to make you unhappy. Like nobody should be able to give, take that power from you, Shay. No one. Right. So going forward, I want to keep working on that more and more and more and more that no one will be able to to take away my power of always being happy because it's Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12, let it roll off. Like, okay, somebody pissed in your cornflakes this morning. You've got problems. Anyways, girl, how was your day? You know what I mean? You're not gonna, no. I gotta remember that it's spirit against spirit. It's not flesh against flesh, right? And Still, guys, it's like riding a bicycle. You're not going to learn it overnight. So every single time the most high puts me in a situation, I'm building myself up to get better and better and better and better and better and better. Okay. Um, The second thing is we might feel shame. Blaming ourselves for the comment and the way it made us feel, which is typically sad, embarrassed, or self-conscious. This reaction can often um, fuel a vicious cycle, reinforcing our initial low self-worth. And these two go hand in hand because 
if you're someone who truly has a conscience, you will feel pride and then you will feel shame afterwards. If you're someone that, you know, doesn't have a conscience, you may not feel that you have neither one of these. <laughs> but y'all know we got to get into the scriptures, right? So we're going to go down to um, Proverbs 11 and 2. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Okay? So when pride cometh, then cometh shame. Y'all, I didn't even know until last night, all praises be to the most high in the Holy Spirit. This whole podcast, episodes, all of them, I cannot take any credit, but give it to the Father because I am just merely a vessel. That's it. I typed in, you know, I have the strong concordance, the E-Sword, and you can download it on your app. I am not a promotion of them, but, um, and I typed in the word pride. And remember, I found, you know, these two, um, or the Holy Spirit led me to find these two, um, the pride and the shame, before I found this scripture. I found this scripture and I was like, whoa. I didn't know those two come hand in hand. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. So people who humble themselves, people who don't have pride or shame is wisdom. It says Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So before pride goes destruction. And if you get so prideful, you get so bent out of shape over your pride, it causes destruction. If somebody comes up to you, steps on your shoe, you're prideful. Oh, don't be stepping on my white uh, forces. You know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, somebody gets take a gun out, get shot, blah, 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 blah. Everything that we see that escalates from zero to 100 usually is based off of pride. And pride is is after that, there's destruction after that. Because someone got so pent up off of emotions. And you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Y'all know how the Holy Spirit be working. Let's go look up pride. Pride. A feeling of, it's a satisfaction, y'all. Hold on. Let's go. Let's go. A feeling of pleasure and satisfaction that gets, uh, that you get because you are people connected that oh sorry 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 I'm sorry a feeling of pleasure and satisfaction that you get because you or people connected with you have done or got something good okay it says take pride in to feel very pleased about something or someone you are closely connected to right and the words are um showing arrogance and conceit confidence and self-assurance all of it is connected to emotions you feel prideful of something. And we won't get into um, the month of, what is it? Uh, I think it's right after Black History Month. I think it's, um, when is Pride Month? Hold on, y'all. Let me look it up so I don't give misinformation. It's in June. Pride month is in June. So there's that, you know? Hey, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> um, this is going to be Sirach or Ecclesiasticus and the Apocrypha. So if you don't know about the Apocrypha, um, please go do your own research. It's a little red book that it's missing from out of the Bible, okay? The beginning of pride is when one departed from God and his heart is turned away from his maker. And I can completely agree with this. Pride, like if you if you become prideful, listen, nothing can stop you. 
You know, we've turned that word into something, you know, oh, that's my pride and joy. I take pride in this. But if you take pride in something, what are you willing to do behind that something? And is whatever you're willing to do behind that or is it morally okay? You know what I'm saying? So we got to reevaluate that. You got, you know, oh, my kids are my pride and joy. True. But I'm not about to do anything out of that is immoral behind my kids, especially if they did a decision to get themselves there. And, you know, we used to joke about, you know, oh, my kid brought home, you know, someone they killed. I'm going to go help them bury the body. Mm, I don't think so. No, I'm not. You know, and I used to say that, you know, even with my friends, I'm going to ride so hard for you. that if you came to me and something happened, you killed somebody, I'm going to go help you bury the body. No, I'm not. <laughs> now that I know how ignorant that sounds, I'm not, no, I'm not being condemned by the most high God for anybody. You made your bed, you lie in it. Okay. And usually if that happened to where you went and killed somebody, it was pride. So anyhow, let's keep going. Um, uh, this is an offended generation. This is an offended generation. I mean, guys, it's crazy because you can go up to anybody and you can say anything and people get so offended. And I want to zoom it in even more because this is a righteous podcast and spreading the gospel to people. People get so offended. People get so offended, even if you show them, you know, scripture for scripture, like literally what it says, it'll say the the sky is blue. And people are like, well, no, on, on, you know, around five o'clock, it actually turns a pink, uh, orange, purple color, the sunset. And then at nighttime, it turns black. So the sky isn't always blue. Like, what? Well, duh, it isn't always blue. Like, yes, at nighttime, it's black because it's nighttime. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like people read way too far into scripture instead of taking God's word for what it is. Because if he wanted you to know the rest of the information that you're coming up with yourself, he would have put it in the Bible. So why do we go outside of what scriptures say? And it's because of pride. It's because either the, either whatever's in scripture is correcting you on what you thought or what you want to continue to think and do. So therefore you get offended because his word says what his word says. And I'm not I'm not coming for anyone that is having a struggle that is weak in spirit because I'm pretty sure before, you know, before the most high called on me and someone would have came to me and told me certain things, I can't really predict how I would have reacted to them. You know what I mean? I've always been pretty much a rule follower. Um, <clears throat> but back then, I really did believe that the Bible was written by a white man. Um, because that is what people used to feed to me. So, you know, I, I, anything that I believed in, I always stood 10 town, 10 toes down on it, which is why now that I know the truth of the most high, I'm standing, I'm standing about, listen, I don't got, I only got 10 toes, but I'm standing about 50 toes down on it. And, um, you know, so, so I, I, I say woe unto those brothers and sisters. And I always ask that the most high give them grace as he gave me grace, because you know, he really was looking out because I was not living a life that was full of him at all, you know? So like I said, I never come on to condemn anyone or at all, but I'm coming to say, hey, brother, sister, <clears throat> I've taken the plank out of my eye and now I'm coming to righteously judge you and let you know, hey, you too can take the plank out of your eye. And if that makes you offended, it's that pride again, guys. It's the pride again. 
And like I said, it's something that I myself am working on constantly every single day. But one thing that I have always, always implemented, no matter what, if I did something wrong, I have never, ever, 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 ever had a problem apologizing for it. I have never had a a problem apologizing from it. And learning that that is a humble characteristic is, you know, it's profound to me. Because I like someone calls me out about something and I might at that moment might, you know, roar up against them that that's not true. But later on, I sit and the Holy Spirit convicts me, which back then before I came into the truth, I didn't know that's what that was. I thought it was intuition. But um, when the Holy Spirit convicts me, I will go to that person because I will feel shame. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, like I could have said this differently. I could have did that differently. That's somebody that I truly care about and I truly love. And I will go apologize, even if it's, you know, I love everybody. so. Even if it's somebody that I not I don't kick it with on a on a regular twenty four seven. There's girls that I hit up like you know years later like hey like you know forgive me for the things that I said it was out of pocket even if it might have had some truth behind it it completely made you feel some type of way and you know forgive me for ever saying that. And now knowing that there is power in the tongue. And I can say something to a brother or sister, regardless if it's true or not, that could truly waver them in their faith. It could, it could, you know, that could be the one thing that sends them over the edge. And I'm responsible for that. What I just said, what I just planted in their head, and that's not okay. So, hey. Um, so I want to read you guys a quick story um, about an offended generation. And this is actually in Mark 6 and 1. Um, all the way through Mark 6 and 6, okay? So it's called Yeshaya or Jesus. Um, I will get into that later. Um, Yeshaya is the, um, gosh, my husband told me yesterday, but the original Hebrew, I cannot remember. It's not this Aramaic uh, Hebrew. It's the original Hebrew, okay? Um, and Jesus is a modern day um, translation of his name. Um, but it's not it's not the original name. So one of these days, um, maybe I will get into that once I make sure that I myself am fully knowledgeable on it, okay? All right, so let's get into it. Um, so once again, this is going to be, um, it says in the Bible, though, Jesus rejected at Nazareth. If you are in the truth and you know his true name, then it would be Yeshia. This is being offended part two. All right, guys. So once again, we're in Mark six and one. And he went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. So you remember that Christ is from Nazareth. Okay. So he went into his own country and his disciples came with him. Mark six and two. And when the Sabbath day was come, I want you guys to know that Mark is in the new Testament. Okay. So Christ kept the Sabbath day. So for any of you naysayers out there, they're like, oh, then the Sabbath day is whatever day you want to make it. Hey, there goes that pride again. Um, He began to teach in the synagogues and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence have this man, man these things? And what wisdom is this which given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So they're so they're his own his own, you know, town. You know what I'm saying? So say, you know, people love to say, you know, oh, I'm loved in my city. So say you go back to your own city. You found out some information. You're trying to help the community. You're trying to help the people, right? And, you know, this just hit me just now. 
that a lot of people are like, oh, when people get rich and famous, it's on the third. Why don't they go back to their city? Why don't they help their people? Blah, 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 this and the third. I'm Listen to the story, okay? Um, so we're on Mark 6 and 3. Is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary? The brother James? And um, Hoses? And Judah? And Simeon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. So, so, so listen, let me break it down. Christ goes back to his city. He's trying to put his city on game, trying to let him know, like, yo, this is what I learned. This is what I know. Blase, blase, this, that, and the third. They say, if you want to make a change, make a change at home, right? So he goes back to the people that he's known for years. They know him. They know his dad. His dad is prominent. They know Mary. You know what I'm saying? And he, he just tries to go back and help his people out. And they're like, <laughs> Boy, please, ain't you the carpenter? Aren't you the son of Mary? Aren't you the brother of James? Uh, I don't know if it's Hoses or Joseph or 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 something. It looks like Moses, but Joseph and Judah and Simeon are not your sisters here with us. They were offended at him. They were like, "Who are you? You're the carpenter's son. You're Mary's son. Who are you to come tell me about something?" You get what I'm saying? And I feel like uh, nowadays, when you go to people and you spread the gospel to them. And you try to talk to them, they're like, um, girl, please. I saw you, you know, four months ago at the booty club club shaking your tail, and you trying to come tell me about love the Lord. You trying to come tell me about not eating no pork. You trying to tell me what day the Sabbath is on. This is the same energy they were doing to Christ. They were doing the same thing to Christ. Who are you to come tell me about something? I saw you uh a year ago when you were smoking weed. And you want to come tell me about how weed is not good for me. Like, these are the same exact people. And this is why people don't come back to their communities, to their cities, to try to help their people out because their people mock them and scoff them and they're offended. Pride before shame. They feel some type of way. You're not going to come back to me and tell me about what I need to do and I just saw you doing these things. Who do you think you are? That's the same type vibe they were doing with Christ. Let's go on to Mark 6 and 4. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but his own country and among his own kin and his own house. Okay? But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and his own house. Mark 6 and 5 and he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them right so there was nothing there was nothing he could do in his city because they were offended by him they weren't they didn't want to agree with what he had to say they were like yeah we're not listening to you like who are you to tell us anything right Mark 6 and 6 and he marveled because of their unbelief and he went round about the villages teaching Right. So he went he went about the different villages, you know, teaching folks like trying to talk to them, this, that and the third. Like, OK, like, let me let me see if, you know, if if we can have a conversation, this, that and the third, you know, he 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 left he left from the city. He He left from his city and went on and went on somewhere else, because if you guys are not willing to listen to what I have to say then i'm going to i'm going to pick up and take my teachings and go elsewhere 
and and move on. And I feel like nowadays, you know, people who love, you know, that are close to, you know, certain loved ones, friends, or whatever the case may be, when people try to come to them and talk to them about truth, when people try to come to them and tell them, you know, um, you know, when I used to have girlfriends, like, you know, girls that are my friends, <laughs> uh, when they used to come to me, homegirls, and they would tell me about, you know, a guy or something like that. I would tell them, like, yo, sis, like, nah, this ain't the one, da da da, this, that, and the third. You don't need to be with him, blah, blah, blah. And that was just that, you know? And I've had a couple of friends that we, you know, parted our separate ways because they didn't want to hear the truth. They don't, I'm not a, I'm not a yes man. I'm going to tell you that right now. Do not become affiliated or acquainted with me if you want me to be a yes man because that is not my character. If you want me to be honest with you, I'm going to be honest with you. If you want to come to me and you just want to want me to listen, I will allow you to listen about the same situation about probably two or three times. And then after that, there needs to be some kind of situation because, I mean, if you're going to keep coming to me, venting me about the same thing, I might as well let you record it and then set up a tape recorder and I can keep playing it over and over myself. I feel that, you know, after... The three times you come into me talking to me about something, there should be some kind of a solution or resolution or uh, resolution about what you're complaining about, about what the situation is. Because, I, I mean, complaining about the same thing and not willing to fix it, what is the point? And that's something that I see within this country is everybody's always willing to point fingers different directions, willing to complain about it without sitting down and actually coming to a resolution about it. And it's, it's just complete mad madness. So let's go to Matthew 24 and 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. So this goes back to this offended generation again. Matthew 24 is prophecy. So if you haven't gotten a chance to read Matthew 24, I suggest you to go read it because that is literally modern day time today. And many shall be offended and shall betray one another and hate one another. And today we have men going against women. We have mom and daughters going against each other. We have fathers and sons. We have families that are broken that are going against each other. We have um, black versus white. We have uh, Democrat versus Republican. We have gays versus straight. We have single mothers, you know, versus, you know, wives. We have all kinds of, you know, division and diversity against one another today. There, there's so much riotness and chaoticness going on on this earth today, all because people are prideful. People are prideful. When it comes to the to the to the gay community, I have no problem with them. There are clients that come in, they get their nails done. I talk to them, I chop it up with them. Will I come and kick it with you at your at your um, gatherings or events or your Pride Month or anything like that? No, because it goes against what I believe. It goes against the word of God. So that's where we can be able to shake one another's hands and be like, you know what? I respect that you just just don't believe in this, but the fact that you respect me as a person enough not to, you know, beat me up or talk to me hastily or whatever the case may be, we can work with that and go our separate ways. We don't have to kumbaya as a whole world together. And that's that's the confusion that people think that we all should kumbaya together as a melting pot. No. If somebody wants to be a murderer and a stealer and a robber, I'm going to treat you respectfully as a person, but you are not coming around me or my family because once again, it goes against what I believe. We're not supposed to be robbing, stealing, or murdering. Like, I don't, I don't believe in that. So we're, so we're not going to be hanging out with each other and that's okay. It's okay to have discrimination. <laughs> 
It's okay to have discrimination. I'm not mad at a white man that decides that he doesn't want to hang around black people. Fine. That's okay with me. But we can still talk to each other. We can still laugh. We can still giggle. This, that, and the third. If we have to come around each other and, and acting, and acting uh, um, interacting with each other. And then after that, if we got to go our separate ways, fine. Okay? And I'm not saying that this is, this is you know, personally how I believe. I'm just bringing up different solutions of things that people stand that they believe in that they're not willing to part with. That's okay. Just because we don't believe in the same thing doesn't mean we have to go against each other. You get what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that we have to go against each other. If I don't if I don't believe in something that you're doing, it doesn't mean that I have to go against each other. Now, when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the gospel, Christ told us all to be one mind, one body, one soul. So if I come against uh, if I come uh not against amongst a brother or a sister that believes the Sabbath is on a Sunday because we all believed it because we all were you know indoctrinated to believe that's when it was we should be able to sit down together and look at the bible what does the bible say in genesis the bible say on the seventh day he rested anybody who is willing to seek can go to a calendar your phone calendar calendar on the wall i don't care what kind of calendar is and see that sunday is the first day of the week guys Monday is the second day of the week, Tuesday the third, Wednesday the fourth, Thursday the fifth, Friday the sixth, Saturday the seventh. Like, and then we start back over again Sunday the first day of the week. Because people have equated as Monday the first day of the week, it's the first day, it could be the first day of a work week. But really then, that's not true. There are people that work seven days, uh, 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 not all seven days. There's some people that do. But there are people that work on a day throughout the seven days of the week. There's people that go to work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So there is no beginning of a work week. But the beginning of the actual week is on a Sunday. And those people who choose to just put on glasses and to cover their ears with muffle with ear mufflers and don't want to see or hear the truth, that is a pride thing. That is a pride thing. You don't want to seek to go and look in the scriptures and find out for yourself and then say that that was done away with. But when you go and type in Sabbath, let's go do that. Ah. Uh. Okay, phone died. <laughs> so I guess we're freestyling the rest of this. Um, but if you don't want to go in your in your um in your scriptures and you don't want to go type in the word, you know, Sabbath in the Bible and you know on your mobile app, and you don't want to go look up how many times Sabbath is in the New Testament, and when Christ was here, he was keeping the Sabbath. After Christ left, they were still keeping the Sabbath, and we've allowed you know, we want to say mankind, but it's really the devil who used mankind's vessel. We've allowed the devil to trick us into thinking that, no, the Sabbath is whatever day we want to make it, leaning on our own understanding, being prideful, and we want to make it Sundays. I completely understand that it's hard because 
you know, we live in a world where predominantly all churches are going to church on a Sunday. That's the world we live in. And when it says be set apart, we have to understand that anything that the whole entire world is doing, we should be doing the opposite. Okay? So the whole entire world is celebrating Mardi Gras. Us as, you know, Christ walkers um, or Christians, you know, I tell people all the time, I, I, I'm okay with the word Christian. What I'm not okay with is the Christianity doctrine. And if you look at the word doctrine, doctrine is a teaching, a philosophy, okay? That I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with the old John 3, 16, so he loved the world. We should love, 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 love that, you know, Christ was a gentle, soft soul that, you know, I, that that part there, the, all the laws are done away with, the Christianity teaching, I'm, I'm not okay with. The word Christian, if you look it up, it just means a follower of Christ. Constantine in the Roman Empire, which is still currently going on today, that's why we have Roman Catholic Church. That's why they are the Pope. That's why you have queens and kings and all. That's what an empire is. Look up the word empire, guys. Do your research. Okay? Um, he called people who were believers in Christ, he called them Christians. And if you do more research, Christianity itself came from the Roman Catholic Church. It's a spinoff. Christianity, most of these religions are a spinoff of the Roman Catholic Church. Once again, no shade, no tea towards anyone who wants to put on glasses and wants to put on, you know, ear mufflers and against, you know, Roman Catholic Church, against Christianity. If you do not want to have eyes to see and ears to hear, that is between you and the Most High God. But once again, if you choose to go that route, you are being prideful. That that's literally all it is. Um, guys, my phone died, so like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna really finesse the rest of this. So, um, I want to get into something that one of the elders told me that was really really beneficial for me as far as taking steps to um know when to listen to someone and when not to listen to someone to use your ability of discernment. So if someone comes up to me and they told me, um, Shay, uh, and and like I said, this is still a work in progress, guys, because I find myself still doing it, still needing to say something. Sometimes I'm like, just shut up. (laughs) You don't have to have the last word. You don't have to say something. You don't have to always have a rebuttal or a remark towards something when someone tells you something, right? So um, the steps that my elder told me is that, hold on, my phone came back on. So let me make sure because I, I always write all of this down. I want to make sure that we're in the right steps. Okay, we're almost there. So let's get into this. Um, okay, last scripture over here. Um, not last scripture, but last scripture talking about an offended generation. So we got a brother... Um, uh, Proverbs 18 and 19, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city and their contentions are like the uh, bars of a castle. So when you offend a brother, baby, it's hard. It's hard to get them. It's hard to win them over because that pride, 
And sometimes all we can do is just pray for them that the most high, you know, gives them, you know, the Holy Spirit to, well, I mean, you don't really get the Holy Spirit unless you are, um, you know, you repent, you, t- you turn your ways and you are baptized and you receive the Holy Spirit. And that's in scripture. Go look it up for yourself. Um, now a brother is, you know, a brother Ren, someone who has done all those things and you offended him. If we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, we should be able to not let pride get to us and we should be able to, you know, let down our walls and talk. Now I will say that <clears throat> if you are someone who knows that you offended someone, then we are to humble ourselves and go to that brother or sister and let them know like, Hey, I'm sorry if I offended you, you know, forgive me for that. You know, now if you go to that brother or sister and you, you know, you tell them like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry that I offended you and they feel some type of way. I'm going to get into that later on about what scriptures say when offended. Okay. So let's go into steps to see if there is um, love or truth in what someone says. This is what I was talking about just a minute ago. So if someone comes up to you and tells you, hey, you know, you're coming into work late every single day and, you know, it's crazy, you know, you need to chill. The first thing my elder told me that is, is the person a credible person, someone you love or trust, right? So the person that's coming to you, even if it's your boss, even if it's your mom, even whoever it is that told you that you're always late to whatever the case may be going on. Um, is that person a credible person? Is that person not someone trying to be haughty, someone that's trying to be mean or nasty? Is what is that person a credible person? So, you know, someone came to me and told me something that I'm easily offended. Uh, is that somebody that, you know, truly always keeps it 100 with me? If my sister Esther came to me and told me that, I would know that that's a, a credible person, someone that I trust, someone that I love, someone that I cherish, and that she's always going to keep it funky with me. So therefore, okay, let me humble myself, right? The second thing, is there some truth to the things they are saying? Am I, am I always being easily offended? Am I always late? I am always showing up 30 minutes late to stuff. I probably should get myself together. I probably should not be offended or feel some type of way about that because I am always late. I am always getting offended, okay? Step one is somebody that I trust in that that is going to keep it real with me. It's not some random, you know, person that dislikes me or whatever the case may be that are just trying to talk noise. You know, they come up to you and tell you like, oh, that red shirt you have on is ugly. It doesn't look good on you. What? Like, okay, like, well, that's your opinion. I like this shirt. You know what I mean? So I'm not talking about opinions. I'm talking about true, credible facts that someone is telling you. The third thing, if there is some truth, you must humble yourself and seek accountability within by working on whatever whatever it is that was said. So if you do feel like there's some truth that you are easily offended, if you do feel like there is some truth to the fact that you are always late, you need to humble yourself and seek accountability and look at the man or woman in the mirror and start working on yourself. That is true humility. Um, let's go ahead and get into what does scripture say when being offended, okay? So we're at Matthew 18 and 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go to him and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. And that's a counteract the one about, you know, having a brother offended is easy to gain him. It's hard to gain him back. Right. So this is the steps of talking to a brother or sister that, you know, has offended you or made you feel some type of way. You guys should be able to talk amongst one another first. And I think that's a lot of times today people don't do. Someone, you know, ticked you off. And instead of going to that person directly, we go to everybody else in the room instead of that one person. I've never been like that. What does me going to Sarah 
about what Timothy told me going to solve the issue. Either Sarah's going to go talk to Timothy about what I said and completely misconstrue what I said and throw some gas on the fire and start up some stuff. Or it's just going to create division and conflict. Then on top of that, you're going over to, you know, that brother or sister telling them what you guys got going on. And then you're going to create, you know, something in their mind, especially if they already feel that way about them, then you're creating more division and it's, it just creates conflict and chaos. That's why, you know, nowadays, if I have a problem or I want to vent about something, it's okay for you to have wise counsel. So I'm going to go to my husband. You know what I mean? I'm going to go to somebody that I know that what I'm telling them is going to stay with them and they're not going to go to somebody else. Somebody that is not divided. Somebody that's not going to um, be on either side. Someone that's going to tell, you know, the truth about who was in the wrong, regardless of the relationships that they have with both people. You get what I'm saying? Someone who doesn't, isn't biased. Someone isn't going to choose a side. That is a wise counsel. So if I go to my husband and tell my husband something, he is going to have no problem telling me that I'm in the wrong. He's not going to side with whoever he feels like is right. He's going to be like, nah, like from what you're telling me, like you shouldn't have done that. You get what I'm saying? So he's going to be a wise counsel for me. An elder is going to be a wise counsel for me. Like I have people that I feel like are a wise counsel, but I'm not going to go to somebody that is going to cause division and have a wise counsel. Okay. Um, now the next step is right is first you guys are to go to each other. You guys are to talk to each other first. If it, but, um, Matthew 18, 16, but if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So if you two are still not seeing eye to eye with one another, then bring two more people, one or two more people to be a, a counsel to see both sides. So if me and um, say me and my mom, you know, say we have a, a, a disagreement, I'm going to go get my husband and be like, listen, blah, 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 blah. She'll tell her story, blah, 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 blah. And he'll be able to be like, okay, see what I think is going on is a miscommunication. I think you didn't mean to do this. You didn't mean to do that. Somebody to talk some sense into um, both. Ooh, sorry, guys, I got too close to the mic. Um, somebody to talk about wise counsel in both sides, okay? Um, Matthew 18, 17. And if he shall neglect to hear thee. So after you guys have both went and got another person to hear your sides, um, it says, and if he shall neglect to hear thee, tell it into the church, okay? So then you get the whole church involved. Like you get, you know, and not the whole church. You would get like the elders, counselors, like oh, you would get, you know, the 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 main people and you wouldn't get the entire church involved, like the church goers and stuff because you're not trying to create division. Um, but if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. So if, you know, the church feels like both of you guys were in the wrong and either one of you are not trying to budge or either one of you was right and the other one that was not wrong and you both are not, you're not trying to hear it, then you are a publican. Uh, Matthew 18 and 18, Verily I say unto you, whosoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whosoever ye shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, as in heaven as in earth, you know. Matthew 18, 19, Again I say unto you that if you two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything and that shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So if we can come to an agreement, that's really what the Father wants us to do. If we can come to an agreement, then he was like, yo, whatever you ask for, like, I'll give to you. Matthew 18, 20. 
For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So wherever two or more are gathered, the most high is there. I'm sorry, Christ is there. You know what I'm saying? Because this isn't right. This is Christ talking. Christ is amongst them. Wherever, wherever two or more are gathered. So we have to come to some kind of resolution and agreement with one another. We don't have to, you know, um, go the same routes with one another, but we don't need to be divided or offended with one another because where a, a nation is divided, it cannot stand. Where a kingdom or a nation is divided, it cannot stand. And in today's time, everybody is divided. Everybody is offended. Um, I want to just wrap this up and leave this with Romans 10 and 2, guys. And uh, I'm sorry, 10 and 2. I keep doing that. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we must renew our minds every single day, guys. We must ask ourselves, is what that brother or sister is saying, is it, a, is it something that is true? Is it actually offensive? Is that somebody that actually is, you know, nice, that is, that is, that is loyal, that is real, that is, you know, that would never say anything to, to harm me. It's somebody that I've known for years. I've been cool with for years. It's, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever psychological reevaluation that you have to do, you need to do like to, to be able to determine like, is what this person's saying have some volume to it does it hold some weight to what they're saying and if it does and if it is a credible person we have got to humble ourselves guys we got to humble ourselves and be real with ourselves i don't think people are okay with taking accountability these days before there's pride and then there's shame and then when people have shame they tuck their tail and they don't want to take accountability for it it's okay to humble yourself and be like yo i was in the wrong if you don't humble yourself and agree that you were in the wrong that is pride within your heart and pride cannot enter into the kingdom. We cannot enter into the kingdom being offended. And there are times that, you know, I choose to be like, you know what? I'm not going to speak on things. I'm not going to say anything because, you know, I was hyped up off of emotions when I did want to say something. And that's something that the elders have told us too. If you feel that gut wrench feeling in your, in your stomach, you feel that emotion coming up in your throat. You need to go saw and breathe in and out about 10 seconds calm it down let that feeling in your stomach and your throat settle and then you can go and talk to that person but if you go and talk to someone bent up off of emotions first and this is you know uh, us women men have emotions too I, I know that the women are coming oh men are emotional these days we'll get into why men are emotional these days because they're being raised by the emotional women you know what i'm saying but yes, we do have emotional men and women these days. But if you are bent up off of emotions, guys, it's going to cause pride and it's going to cause destruction. It's going to cause shame. So I need you to sit down and reevaluate yourself in every situation that you have going on. Are you being offended? And if you are, keep replaying this episode over and over and over until you understand that we cannot we must not, if we are trying to um, make the make the playoffs, that's what I like to call it, if we are trying to make the playoffs into the kingdom, we cannot be offended people. Like, that. that's not going to fly, okay? And I just wanted to end you guys with that. I love you guys. And as Elder Rakar Shiar says, sin not. Bye.